Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to Hollywood in Levine. I am Ken Levine, your podcast host. And this week, I'm going to talk about things that I hate. And I'm going to say some of these things, and you're probably going to go, you're nuts. You're cra- I love that. And that's the whole point of this particular episode, is that there are certain things that I just can't stand, but probably 95% of the population loves it. And you probably have those too, although they may be different from mine, I don't know, maybe some of them are the same. Probably one or two might be the same, but uh, that is the whole idea. Some things that that I hate that that kind of bother me because when everybody else loves it and I don't, you figure, okay, who's wrong? <laughs> Who doesn't figure it out? Who doesn't get it? Well, obviously, it's me, and in some of these cases, um, that is very true. And this came up, I came up with this idea really at the end of last year when uh, some radio stations were doing their top 300 of all time music programming specials, and let me back up a little bit on that. Um, Because it kind of leads into the first thing that I hate. For 50 years now, radio stations that played music, especially top 40 radio stations, would at the end of each year, like the final week between Christmas and New Year's, have a special programming of the top 100 hits of that year. Or if your dial position was... 89, like WLS in Chicago, there was the top 89 of the year. KHJ in L.A. had the big 93. Same thing. And they would count down the hits of that year. When I was a kid, this was really important to me. (laughs) I mean, it really mattered to me which song placed where. And looking back... I think to myself, well, okay, this is what happens when you don't have a girlfriend. Because when you have a girlfriend, you don't give a shit 
about stuff like that. Plus, you could always just send away to the radio stations, and they would send you a copy of the Big 93. So there was no imperative to listen to these programs. But, like I said, I did when I was a kid, and um, it meant that I had no girlfriends. So as the years went on and suddenly oldie stations became the rage, these stations couldn't do the top 100 of the year because they're playing songs from 15 years. So they would do the all-time top 100 of the year. And it was the same type of thing, although usually for the best of all time, they would expand it and it would be the top 300 of all time. They would do this like every year and the numbers would always change. So it's like, well, (laughs) what good does that mean if you're number one one year and then the next year you're number eight? It's like, so what? It has nothing to do with like record sales. This just has to do with bragging rights. But um, that's what they would do. And a lot of these radio stations, in order to get the audience more invested in the programming, would invite them to vote. They would send in a postcard with their top three favorite songs of all time, and those would be the songs that would be compiled and you would hear them back at the end of the year or the 4th of July weekend or the Labor Day weekend or whenever they had this special programming um, scheduled. And here's a little secret. Most of the time, I'd say 90% of the time, radio stations would take all of these thousands of postcards from all of these listeners and throw them away. They would ignore them because this is, it's amazing. This is what would happen. Radio stations would say, send us your top three songs of all time. And most people would select two out of three songs that were currently on the playlist. (laughs) Okay, it's just uncanny. And the other thing is that the number of listeners who would actually take the time to write down the three favorite songs and put in a postcard and go to the mailbox and submit it is a very small fraction of your audience. And it does not reflect the overall taste of your audience. So you could be easily led astray if you go strictly by what your listeners send you. But when you actually compile the list, usually it is based on market research, It is based on the station flow. It's like you don't want to have four ballads in a row, that type of thing. And so the songs that actually do appear as like the top 10 songs or top 20 songs generally are, for the most part, the most popular songs of that particular radio audience. And when you get into oldies, 
when you get into music of the 60s, 70s, and even 80s, generally, the song that finishes number one, if not number one, certainly in the top five, but for the most part, it finishes number one, is Hey Jude by the Beatles. And here's the thing about Hey Jude, and this is how we circle back to the theme. I despise Hey Jude. I never liked it. I could not stand that song, especially the last half of it, which just drones on and on. And I get it. I get it. I I can hear you out there on the Stairmaster going, you have no taste at all. Hey Jude is the greatest rock and roll song ever. That just, I can't, never could. And it's seven minutes, which you would figure as a former disc jockey, I would love it just for the length because seven minute songs were the songs that you would play to go to the bathroom. Not me. I I would hold it in because whenever Hey Jude would come up for me in the oldies rotation, I just slipped it to the bottom. I could not stand that particular song. And I have to say, it does bother me a little bit that, uh, again, 95% of the audience sees something in a song that I don't. What is wrong with me? And I, it's like, okay, I'll put it on, I'll try. Like, okay, it's been some time, maybe I'll just, like, no, like, uh, uh, two minutes into the song, I'm gone. Just don't like Hey Jude. And so that led me to other things that I hate. And um, a, a couple of disclaimers here. First of all, I'm not talking about generational things, okay? Uh, it's like I don't particularly enjoy hip-hop music. On the other hand, it's not designed for me. So I'm not supposed to like it. If I do, great, but it's not something that I'm supposed... I'm supposed to like Hey Jude, okay? So that's number one. And number two is these aren't things that um, the public is divided about. Um, In other words, like opera, Okay, I don't particularly like opera. Lots of people don't like opera, but lots of people do. Same with the ballet. So, again, I'm talking about things that pretty much everybody loves except me. And maybe you. Or, again, like I said, you probably have your own list. Um, This is an old movie. And um, everybody loves this movie come Christmas time. NBC played it a couple of weeks ago. It got really good ratings. It's a Wonderful Life. Don't love It's a Wonderful Life. You could say, well, you just don't like Christmas movies. I like Christmas movies. I I do like Christmas movies. I like holiday movies. But... um, it's just 
maudlin to me, and I, uh, I'd rather watch the Christmas Story and see, you know, Ralphie come down in the bunny suit than than It's a Wonderful Life. I also don't like Maya Rudolph, and if you've been following my blog, you know that. I just don't get it. Uh, I will say this, though. Okay, in fairness, I do like her Kamala Harris impression. Okay, so so I'll give her that. So maybe I don't hate Maya Rudolph. Maybe I just don't like her in most things. But I just don't find her funny. I just don't find her funny. Here's something that if you live in Philadelphia, you are probably going to come out here and and storm my podcast studio. Good luck finding it. But Philly cheesesteaks. Sorry. It's just just greasy, grisly meat and cheese. And um, now I've had it in some places on South Street, but I once asked somebody from Philadelphia and I told him that, well, I really didn't like it. And he's, where'd you go? And I said, well, it's South Street. Isn't that where you go? And he goes, no, 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 no. There are better places. South Street is for tourists. There are better places that only the locals go. So he took me to some hole in the wall in some neighborhood. I'd never find it again. And I ordered the Philly cheesesteak. The uh, was the same. I just don't get Philly cheesesteaks. I also don't get the masked singer. I saw it once and it was like, okay, well, this is kind of, you know, curiously entertaining. But what prevents me from watching this show again are two people that I also hate, and I don't think I'm alone in this. Uh, Jenny McCarthy and Ken Jeong. Uh, Either one of them is enough to get me to turn off a show. Both of them together with the masked singer, I'm sorry, I, I can't get into it. And the other thing, too, is it's been, what, almost... 20 years now of reality competition shows. They were way more exciting way back in the early days of American Idol and Survivor and whatever. It's like now we've seen the the voice and dancing with the stars and God knows what. America's got talent and like a million of these shows. So to me, it's not that big a deal, especially since the celebrities on The Masked Singer are not that exciting. So it's not like the big reveal is George Clooney. It's like, no, it's like an NFL player or somebody. So that just doesn't do it for me. And here's another television show that is extremely popular but uh, does nothing for me, and that is This Is Us. 
to me, it's just people suffering through different time zones. It's just not entertaining for me to see Mandy Moore when you flash forward and she has Alzheimer's, especially now, especially the world the way it is. Um, I just don't get this is us. And finally, drive-ins. When I was a kid, drive-in movie theaters were all the rage in the San Fernando Valley. And, of course, the big attraction was that you could make out in your car. Now, the movies themselves were usually awful. They were usually B-movies or, you know, uh, American International movies, just these crazy Roger Corman films and things like that because nobody really paid attention. I mean, if you really were a student of the cinema, you're not going to go out to the Winnetka drive-in to see The Godfather, <laughs> You know, you're going to go to Grumman's Chinese Theater. You're going to go to a gorgeous movie palace and see this movie. But if basically you're looking for cheap thrills with your girlfriend, um, you're going to see a double feature of Jerry Lewis movies at the drive-in. The other reason why it's no fun to see a movie in the drive-in, at least back then, was the sound was awful. Because the sound back in those days were these clunky metal boxes that you would attach to the window of your car. And the sound was always So you couldn't even understand what anyone was saying. Now there is obviously a renaissance of uh, uh, drive-in theaters because of the pandemic and it's an actual uh, chance to go out to a theater and see something that's not in your home. And so there is the novelty factor of it. And uh, I'm still not really excited by it because, okay, and this is me, I'm thinking, what if I have to use the bathroom? You know, from the time I drive to the theater and then you watch the movie and then you drive home and you know these wonder woman is two and a half hours for christ's sake you figure man um i can't go four hours and uh in the epicenter of the pandemic here in los angeles i'm gonna go to a bathroom in a drive-in theater <laughs> i mean not a chance And again, it's the same movie that I can see at home. So even though there has been a renaissance, I don't get drive-in theaters. So those are a number of items, like I say, that, uh, that I hate and you all probably love. The other thing about the drive-in theaters, when I was a kid, yes, the point is to make out with your girlfriend. But if you really wanted to make out with your girlfriend... Why do it in public? Why do it with people walking by, people who went to the snack bar 
four hours ago and are completely lost. Okay, if you want to make out with your girlfriend, you're going to go someplace private. You know, you're going to go up to Moho and park in a canyon or just find some place on a canyon road that that you could be alone. You don't want to be sitting there in the middle of a Jerry Lewis double feature, do you? Okay, so enough backtracking. But this is one of those episodes where I would like to hear from you. I would like to hear your thoughts on this and what some of your um, items in popular culture are that you hate. So um, this time email me, okay, at uh, hollywoodlevine at outlook.com. That's hollywoodlevine at outlook.com. I'm I'm really curious, and I may, depending upon whether or not I get more than three people actually respond to this, but I may do a follow-up episode in which I talk about some of the things that you all hate. It's kind of interactive, kind of fun for 2021. So um, that will do it for this week on Hollywood and Levine. Okay, and don't don't send an email saying, well, the thing that you hate is this podcast. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. But you're still listening. Um, our thanks to Adam and Susie Meister Butler, Howard Hoffman, John Wolfert, also Bruce and Jason Miller. Like I said, HollywoodLevine at Outlook.com is my email address. I am on Twitter at Ken Levine. I am on Instagram, Hollywood and Levine. Please subscribe if you haven't already. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye. Don't make it bad Take a sad song And make it better Remember to let her Into your heart Then you can start To make it better Hey Jude Don't be afraid You were made to Go out and get a fool he plays it cool by making his world a little colder hey Jude don't let me down you have found her
Take a sad song and make it better Remember to let her into your heart Then you can start to make it better Hollywood. 